Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. The Volume. It's the most wonderful time of the year. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from Snaps, your new favorite college football show on FanDuel. And it might be getting cold, but the sports calendar is heating up. That's why it's the best time of the year. There's so much different place to bet on. Whether you want to bet on the World Cup, you want to bet on uh, the NBA, the NFL, college football, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, easy to use. Uh, they have great exclusive offers, boosts. You get paid fast when you win. And they have all the different ways you can play. money line, over-unders, totals, props, futures. And with live betting, you can jump in even if you get to your phone late. And who doesn't love a good same-game parlay? Plus, FanDuel now live in Maryland. And never forget, that's what Maryland does. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So use promo code SNAPS and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more. Yo, what's happening, y'all? Welcome in to a brand new edition of Snaps. I'm your host, uh, T-Bob Bear. Very, very pleased uh, to be back with you after missing yesterday. Aaron did an excellent job of holding down the fort. Uh, and as always, of course, I'm joined by uh, your other host of the show, Mr. Aaron Murray. Aaron, what's up, brother? First off, T-Bob, you know, it's, it's a team effort here. It's a group yeah. collaboration. Yourself myself brum the rest of the crew are awesome listeners that are in the chat right now it's all about you know one falls down the other man steps up does a little bit more work so uh, i appreciate you t bob because you held it down saturday afternoon when i couldn't uh because i was trying to do way too many things with being a new dad and uh working as well pretty insane that you chose to call a uh Pretty insane that you you chose to call a James Madison Coastal Carolina football game uh, like two days after you welcomed a new human being into the world. Uh, but you know what? That's dedication, folks. 
That's how you get it done, dude. Uh, got to pay for them diapers, got... T-Bob. You got to pay for them diapers, mm -hmm. T-Bob. Come on. Got two that sets true. now. That is true. Uh, mm -hmm. I, you know what's funny? I didn't. I wasn't aware. Is diapers? That's a that's a brand of golf simulator. Is that yeah. like some like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly uh <laughs> i mean you and it's jb like, like you the, saw his base it's like going to the library at uh at old old miss in oxford oh i'm going to the library only it's like the biggest <laughs> baddest bar in the southeast so yeah but, but doesn't it library. still close at midnight don't old yeah. miss bars close at midnight i i mean i feel like i went there once in high school and i was having fun and just kind of warming up and then all of a sudden the lights were coming on and we were getting kicked out. I was like, okay, that, that, that's pretty weak. For as much love as Ole Miss gets for being like a party town, you can't be a party town and having your bars close at midnight, right? No. Um, all right, look, so we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, we're going to talk about the playoff rankings last night. I have a lot of thoughts there. I believe there are some very clear takeaways. Uh, we will talk about this idea of whether or not you buy – uh, that Hugh Freeze will succeed at Auburn. Uh, Deion Sanders right now is reportedly weighing multiple different options as to where he will potentially coach next year. And then we got a brand new use your words coming up at uh, the end of the program. Uh, also, if you like the show and you want to support the show, uh, we got merch. We now have merch on sale. Uh, there are links in the YouTube description to this video. Um, or just un underneath us, I believe. And uh, Brum, what is it? Snaps twenty for twenty percent off is is the code. There it is, right there. Sure Snaps twenty, all one word, and that's you know Snaps two zero. Snaps two zero twenty percent off any Snaps merch. Um, uh, Andy J in the chat says, "What happened to the Tulane coach to Georgia Tech? Uh, Georgia Tech ended up sticking with the guy yeah. who was the interim, and uh, Willie Fritz ended up sticking with Tulane, which." Look, obviously here locally, the bit of Tulane talk sneaks in every now and then, and I think that's great for Green Wave fans as uh, they will be playing in an AAC championship on Saturday, and if they win that, they will be heading to the Cotton Bowl, which is insane given that a few years ago they were trying to shutter this program, and I remember when it was like a massive deal that they were even in the New Orleans Bowl. So uh, I'm very happy for all the Green Wave fans yeah. out there that Fritz appears to be staying put. Well, I, I know there's a lot of Georgia Tech fans just being in Atlanta that are happy with what they're sticking with as well. I mean, Georgia Tech beat North Carolina. They looked somewhat competitive there yeah. in the first half versus Georgia. Like, okay, maybe like the, what the, he's a he's a Georgia Tech guy. He's got this team playing hard. You know, it was a name that that kind of popped up to me. I was, you know, I had the game James Madison versus Coastal Carolina on Saturday, and what did Georgia Tech do for so long? They ran the triple option. Then they got away from that. And the problem is you have to recruit in the same state as the best recruiter in all of America, and that's Kirby Smart. You're not going to get the top talent. We know the the somewhat restricted restrictions going on with, with Georgia Tech with getting top talent because of certain academic things going on. And then, like I said, the whole Kirby issue about 60 miles away in Athens, Georgia. A guy that I thought that, 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 that maybe could have gotten some love is Jamie Chadwell uh, because of the mm -hmm. uniqueness of what they run offensively. It's like the 2022 version of the triple option so and i know he's been at coastal for a while i think he's kind of tapped out there just you know of, of what he can do at that program definitely needs to get to a power five i thought that would have been a good one for them i don't know if they went after him or not but that just made a little bit too much sense to me when i was covering that game over the weekend 
Well, the same guy who is reporting Dion's way in his options right now linked Jamie Chadwell to another job, which I found to be a dis bit disappointing, but we will get to that later on in the program. Uh, again, uh, look, sign up for the FanDuel Sportsbook app, promo code SNAPS. You get great sign-up deals. Let them know that you support the show. Let's dive right in, Aaron Murray. Uh, top 25 playoff rankings last night. And, oh, my God, I'm just realizing I don't have them pulled up right now. But, okay, look, number one, you got Georgia. Number two, you got Michigan. Number three, TCU. Four, USC. Five, Ohio State. Six, Alabama. Seven, Tennessee. Now, we can look at the rest of the rankings, but I do want to start to kind of frame this conversation. Um, I would ask you, well, okay, I'll, I'll start here, Aaron. I don't know that I have ever seen a championship weekend that highlights the stupidity and the absurdity of the current college football playoff more than what you will witness this weekend. Uh, for the first time since 2017, there's not going to be a top five matchup in this championship weekend, meaning that there's not going to be uh, like, you know, two teams that are already in the playoffs squaring off in a conference championship, with maybe a chance to knock each other out. Instead, you have four teams that are already in the playoff that are going to have to challenge themselves this week with nothing to gain and literally everything to lose. I mean, really, you have two teams, right? TCU yeah. and USD here. But it is absurd to me that you have a system. And again, this points out how stupid this all is, that, that you have a system that literally punishes teams for making their championship game. Like it's in, yeah. and, and I, you could counter arguments and say, well, team up sometimes championship games can launch you into the final four. Yeah. Over a team that didn't win a championship game. But in this case right here, uh, you have four teams that are all going to have to take the field against very good teams, put themselves at risk and have nothing to gain. Whereas uh, teams like Ohio state and Alabama sit right outside the top four, just waiting to poach like buzzards on, on the desecrated corpse of TCU or USC, despite not having to play anybody or do anything this weekend. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen a, a final four into championship weekend that has made me this angry at just highlighting how kind of broken this four-team playoff idea can be yeah i touched on a little bit during the show yesterday with with david pollock and we you know dove into what the the you know what it was going to look like got obviously got his thoughts so if you missed that go back and watch that one but i'm with you like to me i i i think the first three are in i think obviously you think georgia michigan are in one two i think tcu is in as well unless kansas state goes out there and beats them 42 to 14 and just blows the doors off of them which i don't anticipate that happening and even still then i think they get in i think tcu is a lock to go 12 and 0 inside the big 12 i think they've earned respect from from the nation over the past couple of weeks for kind of silencing the doubters including myself you know what did i say during the two game stretch first texas and baylor no way they win both those games and they did and and they dominated Texas, and then they found a way crazily with the last second Mayday field goal to beat Baylor. To me, they are in the playoffs. So it's one through three, boom, set, signed, delivered. Uh, it's just now going to be, obviously, if one loses, does someone drop? Does it stay? All that will be decided after this weekend. Four is the one that USC is the chance to essentially drop out if they lose. But I'm with you. Like, why should USC, like you said, get punished 
for having to play an extra game. They have proven yeah. it over and over again this season. Their one loss was to Utah on the road by one point, which is significantly better loss than what, what Ohio State just did. Well, Michigan's the better football team, though, Aaron. I get that. Michigan is the better football team than Utah, but you got embarrassed by Michigan, and it was in your home, and Blake Corum wasn't playing. They went on the road to Utah and lost the football game by one point. So it is a little bit of a different loss, yes, against a, a somewhat lesser opponent, but still a good football team in Utah. So I, I hate it. I, I, I think USC honestly wins. You know, I went back, watched the game from the first matchup. I think USC is the better team. I think USC right now is playing with a lot of confidence. I think Caleb uh, is a guy that just can't miss right now, and he's playing at a, a, a level that is, is untouchable at the moment. Uh, especially against a team like like Utah, who you know their three losses this year have been on the road. They're a better team at home. So that being said, I'm, I want to go back to what you said that first. So it is stupid, it is idiotic that these two teams can hurt themselves by playing this weekend. Why Ohio State and Alabama sit at home and um, just get to yeah. see what the hell happens? Yeah. Nonsense. So okay, so it's interesting you threw TCU in there, Aaron, uh, because I think we agree. Some other giant takeaway from this list is that there is a clear line of demarcation between Ohio State and Alabama, or at least I think there should be. And that really, I think there's only five teams that should be eligible for the college football playoff. Like what I mean is, if both USC and TCU were to lose, I would hope that TCU would remain, like you said, in that top four. And then Ohio State probably jumps in, right? I don't think that you can put Alabama in the playoff no matter what happens. Like, I don't think there's any uh, mathematical situation that could develop, wins and losses-wise, where Alabama would get in the playoff. But then where I've become a bit concerned is that Boo Corgan, the the new college football playoff guy, uh, he he – refuse to close the door on the idea that Alabama could jump Ohio State on a weekend in which they don't even play. He didn't shut down that idea. And to me, why I have a problem there, it's like uh, it's a, it's like denouncing anti-Semitism or something, right? It's not that hard, right? Just say Alabama can't jump him. They have two losses to Ohio State's one. Like, I think we're running too far with this idea yeah. of equality in the context of a loss. No, 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 no. What are you going to tell me? Alabama's two losses were on the last play. Is that what you're going to tell me? Okay. What I was going to say is, oh, why, 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 why is why is Tennessee ranked below Alabama? The committee said it yesterday. It was because yeah. of the blowout loss to USC. So obviously they take and, into and, account the way you lose football games. So why would you not take into the account the way Ohio State just lost to Michigan then? If you're going to, uh, if, that, look, if that's I a criteria. Think, no. I think those things matter when teams either have like identical resumes and you're getting into splitting hairs. Uh, not yeah, when one beat team Alabama. Has... I think Tennessee beat well, Alabama. We're having so two different have... conversations here. I'm talking about Ohio State and Alabama. We can get into Tennessee, Alabama. Tennessee, Alabama doesn't have a single top 20 win. Tennessee has two top 15 wins and beat Alabama head to head. Yeah. Like the only thing that I can accept from Tennessee being ranked behind Alabama is because Hendon Hooker's not healthy. If Hendon Hooker was healthy and Tennessee was behind Alabama, that would be a war crime of the highest yes. order and would immediately invalidate anything this college football playoff had to say. So I'm only allowing them the grace of uh, putting Tennessee behind them because of the Hooker injury. But what I'm saying, 
with Corrigan not willing to close the, the door on the idea that Alabama could jump Ohio State. I don't care if Ohio State got blown out by Michigan and that Alabama lost two games in the last play because guess what? They lost two games to one. Two games to one. Also, uh, Ohio State has now a win over are- number eight. They have, they have a win over number eight Penn State. Alabama doesn't even have a win like that. I, I and, get, and, and, I, okay, I get if we're that. giving Alabama, well, okay, hold go. on. If last point on this, no, and then I'll let you go. If, if, if we're giving yes. Alabama credit for losing two games in the last play, shouldn't they get dinged for a shitty team like Texas A and M almost beating them on the last play? Like, doesn't that matter as well? Like, like Ohio State beat the hell out of everybody else they played. Alabama did not. I, I, I just think the Alabama bias. In this committee, uh, borders on the it's it's it, it, it's making me lose my mind a little bit. It's insanity. Well, I think you I think you will agree with when I say this. Like neither team deserves to get in. Like I, I think right now the four teams that are in it as of today, Georgia, Michigan, TCU, and USC have all proven enough over the the twelve week season that they've played that they deserve a shot in the playoffs. Alabama does not. Uh, yeah. The, the way they've played this season, the two losses, they do not deserve to get into the top four. I also don't think Ohio State deserves to get into the top four. What has Ohio State done this year besides beat Penn State? What have they done? They they, they, they haven't. They've, Penn, them and Michigan. Right. They, have two, they have two top 25 wins, and I think Alabama's got like Mississippi State and Texas. Uh, but I'm the not, Penn I'm State not, I'm not even focusing on Alabama right now. I'm just focusing on Ohio State. What has Ohio State proven to me that they deserve a spot in the top four? Nothing besides beat Penn State. Them in both Michigan have benefited from a, a a weak Big Ten, and then it just came down to two big brands playing each other. Winners and losers should be out because of the lack of depth in that conference this season. So I don't think either should be in. I think both should sit their asses at home and have no chance of getting the playoffs regardless of what happens on Friday night and regardless of what happens on Saturday. But if there is going to be one that you have to choose from, if the committee says, a two-loss USC, sorry, you're out, bye-bye. You had an opportunity yeah. to revenge the loss versus Utah. You lost to the same team twice. That's the argument. Like, hey, you lost to the same team in your conference twice. Why should we let you in the playoff? That 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 is why yep. that's what they're discussing. If you are clearly not the best team inside the Pac-12, what makes you think that, or anyone think that you're going to be the best team in the country? Why shouldn't we put Utah in in that case? So that, to me, is the bigger reason why at USC, if it was, say, Say it was Oregon. Say it was USC versus Oregon this weekend. And USC lost a close one to Oregon. I think that would make a better case for USC to get in instead of losing to Utah twice. Um, But if you do have to choose someone, this is just, let's just put those four teams away. Let's put USC away. They're out. They lost to Utah. The committee has decided they're moving on. I still think Alabama is a better answer at four than Ohio State is. I think they're a better football team. I think their losses obviously are on the road against a very, very good Tennessee football team that was number one in the country at one point. Their their long point loss to LSU on the road. I can't get out of my mind the fact that Ohio State was hand-gifted and hand-wrapped an early Christmas gift at home, great weather, no Blake Corum, and you crap the bed against Ohio State in a huge way. Or against Michigan. Can you get out of your mind that Jimbo Fisher had Alabama on the ropes once again, a play away? An awful. Wait, what? 
Yeah, exactly. But that's but no, 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 no. See, this is my freaking problem with this shit. What? Is that you won it both ways? They won the game, no, no, no. but not they lost the game. Oh, I'm sorry. They lost. I admit they lost. I'm not saying they lost. They did lose game. two games, and so they have more losses. And Ohio State has a dominant double-digit top ten win. So what are we talking about? And in the same way, like Alabama almost lost to Texas. Well, who did Ohio State almost lose to? No one. No one. So where does it end? If we want to really start to zoom in and say it's all about context and this or that, well, then don't we have to apply like, okay, if we're going to ding Ohio State for the margin of victory in their loss, they got dominated, right? They also dominated everybody else. Alabama lost close games. They also won a bunch of close games. I, I think Ohio State is the clear answer at four. If USC, you and Boo Corrigan, I mean, you guys, dude, y'all are going to cause me to die early. I'm already feeling awful this week. I got to try to welcome a third kid into this world. Right, put, 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 put Alabama. Put, let's, let's, I, asked, I asked Pollock this yesterday. Put Alabama in Ohio State's schedule and put Ohio State in Alabama's schedule. What, th- what are their records? Yeah. I don't. I don't believe. I. I think Ohio State does better. I don't believe in this Alabama uh, team. Uh. Uh. I don't. I don't, I don't either. Alabama but team. I don't believe this Ohio State team either. Bad Texas. Bad Texas A and M. Uh, they lost to an LSU team that's not that good. Even Brian Kelly said this year LSU's been winning with traits over talent. Um, Alabama is talent with none of the traits. And maybe you could say that about Ohio State as well. Actually, they both LSU got, has talent. Let's just calm down. LSU has talent. LSU has plenty of talent. They don't have depth. Okay. We don't, don't don't we don't need it. We don't need to change the argument here. And that's what he means by talent. He means I mean depth and talent are interchangeable no, in this. Look, no, they're not. The, it is it is absurd. It is absurd that you would reward Alabama a trip to the playoff over an Ohio State team with one loss to number two Michigan. To number two Michigan, to an Alabama team that lost to a team that's ranked like 14th and a team that is ranked seventh and has no top 20 wins. Like, at what point do we just give? Like, when does the when does the Crimson Tide privilege end? At what point do you just Never. say, you know what, Nick when Saban, Saban actually when Saban, put when Saban you in the retires every single year? No. Yeah, when yeah, Saban retires, exactly. it'll end. Yes, but guess what? Point, yes. If other teams don't get a chance to go, then you don't know whether they would win or not. Who are you more scared no, of? If, if you, who, who would you be more scared of? I want to ask this question. I'm if, not scared if, of this year's Alabama team. You are. But who are you more You're scared of? I'm not scared of them. I'm putting them in for goodness sakes. I'm not scared. You of are them. scared. I, of them. I, I, you were literally no, not, tweeting I'm about not, how you were I'm scared not. of Alabama getting back in the playoff. No, you smiling. No, the word you, scared yes, was not it was like used. Two weeks ago, no, I'm about no, to not. pull this up, dude. Not. Please pull it up. I was not scared. I just said I would not be surprised. You're you're screwing up your s words here. <laughs> Surprise is different than scared. That oh Alabama finds God, a way dude. to sneak in, which is why we are debating about this right now because it has been a big topic. Okay, but who should? Georgia be more worried about who do are they? I'll, I'll reframe the question to you. Who does Georgia want to play more, USC or Ohio State? I will, I will, I will say Alabama. Wait, USC, wait, do you mean Alabama I, or Ohio State or USC or Ohio State? I, I don't, I think I know what Boo said. There's no way that both teams take the week off and Alabama jumps Ohio State. So I'm, I'm I think Alabama is clearly out of it right now. Who does, okay. who does Georgia, who would Georgia rather play, USC or Ohio State? See, so I think the temptation here is to say they would rather play USC because USC has the clearest weakness 
in that defense. But the thing about SC is they also maybe have the best player in Caleb Williams. Yep. And so it's it's the give and take. Now, um, I would say probably the weakness of the USC defense kind of ends up making the answer there. They would rather play USC over Ohio State. Uh, even though I really like this USC team and I love Caleb Williams, I think that 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 SC defense is just so crap that uh, that that probably pushes you to saying, yeah, I'd rather play them. I would rather play Ohio State. Uh, I think USC right now, and, and like I said, with Caleb Williams is playing at a different level and a, when a quarterback is feeling himself like that and he's just dealing and, and, and his dual threat ability, I think is always more of a problem. Like, you know what you're going to get from CJ Stroud, pocket quarterback, boom, he's going to sit in there and throw the football. I think the dynamic of which Caleb's playing with right now scares me more. And then also what is, what's been the big bugaboo for Stetson over the past two years, turnovers, trying to push the ball yeah. vertically down the field. USC is one of the best defenses in the country when it comes to turnovers they're like a plus 20 something margin right now a uh, turnover margin so i think their ability to get turnovers and then caleb uh his ability to throw run be that heisman guy does worry me right now like i i don't think there's anyone playing with more confidence in the country right now than michigan and usc right now like they're playing with some uh, swagger yes that's fair. That's fair. But Ohio State still has, I'm sure we'll see in a couple of years, like objectively, like quite a bit more NFL talent, man to man on, on that route. Like when you're talking about the yeah. best rosters in America, um, Who is the better it, it is the better offense? Georgia, Alabama, Who, Ohio State. I, I think right Who's now it's better compared, offense? Let's the football teams. I think USC is better offense. They got Caleb Williams. I like their offensive line better. I like their quarterback yeah, look, better. You, they yeah, got a better running game. Fair. They get the better receiver. I mean, their receiver's a toss-up. They both got better the receiver. Best receiver I, I'd say, yeah, I know, dude. Come on, Mar Harris and you. What are we talking about? And plus, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to come back eventually, right, Aaron? Eventually. eventually. <laughs> I mean, but clearly right there, USC's offense is the better offense. Flip over to the defense. Okay. Michigan just housed Ohio State in that defense. So, like, I, I agree, at least, at least USC still... can get turnovers. The sample size that we have seen of Ohio State being bad is so much smaller than the sample size that we've seen of USC struggling this year with certain teams. And it's not, look, I am a petite Trojan boy, and I'm with you. you In an ideal world, I do want to be painfully clear about this. In an ideal world, um, the top four from this week should be the top four next week, regardless of what happens. Nope. Like, like if we're really going to do this thing subjectively, where the committee can say, okay, we decide the four most deserving or four best teams, don't punish these teams for having to play while other teams get to sit at home. I'm just saying that I think if somebody is going to go in, and, and, and probably even TCU should already be in as well, uh, if you're going to play somebody, USC for Ohio State, I, I, I do find that to be acceptable. Um, I think Ohio State's done enough. Um, Aaron, anything else on the play? You has, has Boo Corrigan texted you any more? Uh, you Inside know, any more company about, lines? About yes, that you have to carry forward or anything to help out Nick Saban and carry that man's water and try to get Alabama back jumping I don't multiple want one in. loss teams. I do not get in the playoff. I do not want either team. And I want the four teams that are in there now in the championship rounds. That's it. It should be no, no, no discussion going forward. 
Yeah. Okay. There is, so we at least agree on that. Yes. Uh, we at least agree on that. I'm still kind of trying to scroll your old Twitter feed, find the tweet where uh, you said that you were scared. I'm going to find it. Dude. Don't you worry. <laughs> I, <didn't say> <laughs> I can tell you uh, as someone who has tried to dig through either of your old tweets, it's impossible. Uh, Who's got no, the time? It was, it was a reply. It was it was it was a reply. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm zeroing in on it here. It's, Classic it's coming up. Aaron oh, reply guy. it was a very sarcastic. Oh, I think I did. That. And now we remember. Someone okay. hit me back. Like, are you scared of Alabama? I'm like, yeah, of course I am. Wink, wink. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, on, yeah, this. yeah. Okay, dude, we're gonna find it. Don't worry, brother. According to the uh, chat, um, 55% say Aaron is not scared of Alabama. So. Yes, oh, thank wow. you, Chad. Okay, thank imagine you. that. The people dude. have spoken. The um, people, people have spoken. All right. Uh, from the college football playoff to Hugh Freeze at Auburn. As uh, Hugh Freeze. And by the way, I'm not clear on the timing of all this. I've spent the last 48 hours in just some sort of like weird, half-conscious, swirling hole where I was only really sentient for like two hours of a soccer game yesterday. Um so I don't know exactly when the Hugh Freeze thing became official, but Hugh Freeze now at Auburn. And the question is, like, do you think that Hugh Freeze will actually succeed on the planes? And I will say this. Um, I thought Pat Forty had a very funny portion of his breakdown of the hire where he talked about how kind of, you know, maybe potential red flags for a hire here. He, he talked about how Auburn had to hire a uh, – PR consultant uh, simply to help navigate the news that they wanted to hire freeze. Um, he also mentioned the alleged contract quirk of Hugh freeze, not being able to control his own social media, which Hugh freeze has disputed um, though. Many people have seemed to think it's true. And uh, in that article, he says, quote, as one source with Auburn ties said Sunday, if he's con contractually obligated to stay off social media and they had to hire an oh shit firm before he even started, is hiring him really a good idea? Um, and 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 so I, I I agree with what that's getting at, right? Auburn is a school that has its own very volatile and a lot of times toxic history in terms of expectations and how they willingly blow things up and scandals. I mean, even last year, trying to basically create a scandal out of thin air with Brian Harson to get him fired. Um, they have a very booster-infused culture. And then you have Hugh Freeze, who has a history of scandal and off-the-field issues. And that's an incredibly volatile mix, right? And so I could see this going awry because of something that does not pertain to football, but if we are talking about just on the field, Aaron, I do feel like, yeah, I think Hugh Freeze is going to win games at Auburn. Yeah. Now, this doesn't get into any of my personal feelings on the issue and whether I think it's right or not. But, like, if you're just asking me for an objective, like, will he win or not at Auburn at a level that Auburn fans deem acceptable, I think he probably will. Um, he's always been a good recruiter. I think he probably he still will be. Um, now he legally can play players. And to me, it's like when we looked at some of the hires that worked, um, from this, uh, last couple of coaching cycles, right. Whether it's like Lance Leipold at Kansas or Kalen DeBoer at Washington, these are guys who had won no matter what level of football they coached at. Right. Yep. And when they got to a higher level, well, guess what? They continued to win. Well, freeze 
whether it was on high school, um, small college, big college, SEC, like he won every level of football that he's been at. So if he can keep his shit together off the field, and if Auburn as a community can keep their shit together off the field, I do think it should be a good football hire. I'm with you. I think he can win football games. I, I'm more concerned about Auburn keeping their shit together off the football field than Hugh Freeze. Uh, listen, you you learn from your mistakes. We all screwed up in our day. We've all made mistakes. We've all have some skeletons in the closet. I, I, I you know, you know me in cancel culture. We've had this conversation, T. Bob, and certain things. What was the one thing that I swear, swear, mini was it minivans? I swear it said was a you, yes. Anything that minivan? has gone out of style is can is yeah, in your mind canceled. canceled. Mini vans yeah. are canceled. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hey, my I'm, buddy I'm just actually got a brand new Kia minivan and it is decked out. I'm like, ooh, Sharon, let's go. Uh, all right, anyways, I digress. Cancel culture. I'm all for a comeback. I'm all for someone getting another opportunity. You know, he's a guy that obviously has had success in this league. Uh, you alluded to it. He can recruit at a high level. You, know, you look at Auburn right now and how they're situated to have success. Brand new facility. You know, if you want to talk about all the bells and whistles of what do the big boys have? Uh, and I'll just talk to about Georgia in this case, and you can you throw in Alabama here too. They got great facilities, they got great coaches, the ability to recruit, and they got NIL through the wazoo. Like those kids are getting paid stupid amounts of money. Auburn now all of a sudden has that. They have a brand new facility that can compete with anyone in the SEC. They have a very fertile area that they can recruit to. They can they can recruit in the state of Alabama. Obviously, you're not going to get. Maybe the same guys Bama gets, but you can still get some top talent. You can dip into the state of Georgia, bring guys over there to your roster as well. Uh, you got the coach, and you got a war chest when it comes to NIL too to be able to, like you just alluded to, pay these players to come to your yeah. university, whether it's through the transfer portal or through the high school ranking. So I think Auburn is situated in a in a in a in a spot right now that they not only are going to win games with Hugh Freeze, I think they're going to win fast. I think, you know, I'm interested to see what he does in the portal starting next week, what players he gets uh, to to solidify his lineup. He's got to get a quarterback. And if I'm the NIL group, if I'm this $15 million entity that has all this money, what am I doing if I'm Auburn? I'm going to go pick the top quarterback out there. I'm going to say, I'm going to guarantee you a million dollars a year if you come play quarterback at Auburn. And what did we see at USC? As soon as Caleb Williams committed to USC, what did that in, 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 in introduce? They introduced a top running back from Stanford, and then that introduced the yeah. top receiver in the country from Pittsburgh. If you can go get the top quarterback, pay him to come there, and then bring in talent around him, this is a team that can have success right away. I'm not saying they're going to do what USC did, yeah. the Trojans, and compete for, for a playoff spot, but all of a sudden I think you can, you can change your roster to be a competitor in the SEC year one. And, and I'm kind of expecting them to, to fight for that a little bit. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million 
plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What up, y'all? T-Bob here from your favorite college football podcast, Snaps, right here on the Volume Sports Network. And check this out. If you're looking to get more out of college football championship week, it's the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. So how that works, uh, whatever you bet in that no-sweat bet, if you lose, you get that money back in free bet. So if you wanted to, you know, say you want to deposit $100 in there, you could go ahead, bet that 100 maybe double up. But if you lose, well, you get that money back in free bets to play with anyway, right? So you just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you already know you can bet on everything, right? Even if you're getting to the TV late, you can bet live, same game parlays. Uh, you can do futures. You can do player props, anything and everything. I mean, just in terms of spreads this weekend, uh, I mean, USC minus two and a half against Utah. USC playing as good as anybody in the country right now. USC looking for revenge on Utah. I like that. LSU's getting 17 and a half against Georgia. I don't think I like that. 18 and a half now on the FanDuel Sportsbook app. So, uh, look, the bottom line is that if you want to play college football, you want to play 
with FanDuel. Right now, FanDuel is live in Maryland. So, Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action. All the great offers, the boosts, which are just for you. Crab cakes, football, and FanDuel. So, don't miss a chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in free bets if you join FanDuel with the promo code SNAPS. That's FanDuel, promo code SNAPS. Yeah, look, I I, I think um, it's like you said, in, in the age of transfer portal, yes, I think you do have to, or the, the door to turning things around immediately is wide open. So, I mean, does that actually become a problem for Freeze, right? If we already accuse Auburn fans of having unrealistic expectations, uh, then is he going to be expected to turn around even faster? Like if Kelly's winning in year one at LSU, winning the SC West mm-hmm. after taking over broken situation? I, I, I don't know. I, I do think this is kind of funny. B Bean in the chat says, uh, Freeze will do slightly better than Malzahn. That is kind of one of the funny things about this. Is that Aaron? Here we are. What? Uh, how, how much is it for? Who, who's done the math? Maybe Brum, you could you could find a quick Google search here. We, I just have it in my head around eighty million dollars to get Gus Malzahn out of there, get Brian Harson out of there. Like however much money Auburn has spent over the last three or four years, the uh, the eighty to a hundred million dollars. It is very funny to me that when it's all said and done. You fired Gus Malzahn to basically end up with Gus Malzahn. Like Hugh Freeze and Gus yeah. Malzahn are very similar coaches. They were both high school coaches who have known each other for years. They used to share offensive philosophies and plays all the time. They've talked about this on record at length in the past. Uh, remember, it was Hugh Freeze who was head coach at Arkansas State before he left for Ole Miss, only be to replace but Gus Malzahn, who became head coach at Arkansas State. And now yeah. it is Gus Malzahn leaving – Auburn uh, only to be replaced by Hugh Freeze, who is now joining Auburn. And, and it's like, it's like, man, where would Auburn be right now if they had just stuck with Gus like Michigan did with Jim Harbaugh, right? Where Harbaugh went through a valley there where it looked really bad. And he was being too stubborn and refused to change with the times and all these sorts of things. And it was time to run him out of there. But the Michigan administration decided they didn't want to and where they got lucky because they said they didn't want to because of money or if they really believed in him, it has now worked out either way. I think it'd just be impossible as an Auburn fan to sit there and uh, feel good about all the money that you spent to basically turn Gus Malzahn into Hugh Freeze. Because I think they're both good. Like, I think Gus Malzahn's a great coach. Look, he is UCF playing for an AAC championship. My point is, you went through a lot of drama. You toxified your brand and your reputation and drove it into the ground. And at the end of the day, it feels like you made a lateral move. Uh, And when, when, when all the chips have fallen where they may. Well, they should never got rid of Gus in the first place. Uh, and it's just that just yeah. shows you the expectations are a little bit too high there at Auburn that you move on from a guy that was competitive in that league that took you to a championship that beat Saban. And you know, good for him though. He got paid. He's now at UCF and having a good time living life there in Disney World. Um, I, I I think right now for Auburn, I, I want to go back to your point of like what what are the expectations because of. The success of some of the, some of these other coaches across the country, whether it is you know there at LSU or at USC because of the transfer portal, or you know look what Lane Kiffin's done. You know Lane Kiffin has built consistency at Ole Miss because of the portal, an eight win team again this year, ten win yeah. team last year. So I do think that there is a sediment there at Auburn. Like okay, here's the money, 
here's the facility. Go out there and make us contenders year one. I think to me, I think I think it can happen. I don't think we're looking at the next coming of an LSU. I don't I don't expect them to all of a sudden be a team that you know is going to be in Atlanta next year. Uh, I do think you're going to run into a couple issues. One, the SEC West is is going to be good next year once again. You know, Alabama ain't going anywhere. I think right now what what Brian Kelly is building at LSU is going to be stupid good. It's going to last for a long, long time. You got those two teams to contend with who both have head starts. Lane Kiffin is is fully committed to Ole Miss, and he's only going to continue to build that roster. And he's better at the game than you are when it comes to the transfer portal. Um, in, in A&M, who knows? I mean, maybe these five-star guys that have you know shocked the world last week and beat LSU, maybe they build on that ah. confidence, and then maybe – Maybe they have a good year next year. Maybe uh, they bring in a new OC. I don't know, but they have the talent. So there's a lot going against them, but they will be a team that will be extremely competitive because of the resources they have and, and the head coach they have. Yeah. Oh man. I hate that. We even give a and the time of day. And this is why it's so bad that LSU lost last week because, because you're right. Like it has given them yeah. that modicum of hope to hold on to where otherwise you, we would have not even considered A&M in that no. equation because we just watched them go one and six and they were awful. Um, Blake Walters is talking in the chat about uh, Hugh Freeze says he has one 10 win season at Ole Miss and people are acting like he's the next save and he's a good coach, but expectations are way too high. Well, I mean, well, okay, look, the question of expectations is interesting um, and we get to that in a second, but I think I would point out that his resume is more than just one 10 win season at Ole Miss. Now the 10 and three year in which they won the sugar bowl, like, yes, that was by far his best season yeah. at Ole Miss, but he's 83 and 43 overall. It's a very good winning percentage. He's six and two in bowl games as a college head coach. Um, he's won at least 10 games uh, in a year at every college that he's been to. So, like, yeah, I, I, I think it's more than just one 10-win season, Ole Miss. Now, that said, but it's Ole Miss too, though. Like, let's 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 talk like this that he didn't win 10 games at Alabama or Auburn or Georgia yeah. or LSU or Tennessee. Like he did it at a place that traditionally doesn't win games like that. Um, so I think that to me is is always the most impressive thing. Like what Lane did last year at Ole Miss to win that many games. Is kind of like wow, like you could go to a place, which is why I still think Lane should have probably jumped ship and taken this job, and and, and obviously he didn't. But there's certain a ten win seasons not the same at every university. Ten wins at Georgia is not the same as ten wins at Mississippi State or Ole Miss. That That's is a, a yeah. whole different level of uh, excelling with less resources. So I do let's take that into consideration. He now is at a place. That's and why I've been saying the whole reason for the past month and a half, two months, why Lane should jump ship and move to Auburn is because they have more. They have more money to pay coaches. They have more money to pay assistants. They have more NIL opportunities to pay the players. They have better facilities, a better ability to recruit. So now that he has that, let's see what he can do. Let's now give him the opportunity. He's well-equipped. How good of a coach is he? And, you know, at the end of the day, they moved on from Gus. They went outside the box. It didn't work out. Most people, I guarantee you, had no idea who, who who the previous head coach even was if you had to put him in front of a lineup in front of most of the fans. They probably couldn't pick him out. They got a guy that is from the good old boy crew. Plain and simple. He is 
one of them. He is Auburn. He has that uh, fratish mentality, I guess you could say. That's 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 one of their churches. Own. Like so, one could argue that's part of the problem. Guy. I it, I it think is a little that, bit of a problem, um, but it, it, he's one of them though. I, 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 to me, I mean, look, and again, one of the biggest things will be, can they avoid any off-field issues? I have to fathom that Hugh Freeze is not going to screw up and step into scandal. Like, if you step into scandal after all of this, the amount of hubris and just sheer self-conceit, uh, it's staggering. So, so, like, with that in mind, though, maybe I'm naive. Maybe I am naive. But, like, I have to imagine he's not going to get into trouble off the field whether or not he can live up to national championship expectations, that I'm not so sure about. I am sure he will be much better in terms of wins and losses than Brian Harson was. Um, Brian Harson was kind of a disaster from day one. I guess too, man. You know what bugs me the most about free? It's like we talked about the other day. It's not the it's not um paying for um um sex workers or anything like that. Like I moral ethical, like to me, it's some of the stories about when he was the old like high school administrator. Uh, because I don't know, man. I went to a school like that, and I've seen so many of those guys that are just absolute greaseballs, and they just wrap themselves up in these like cloaks of faith and forgiveness. And it's just like, ah, I don't know. I've seen a lot of those guys and they rub me the wrong way. Um, but 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 again, as I said, all personal interaction that I have had with you freeze has actually been very positive. It's just that yeah. a lot of uh, these stories don't line up with, you know, you know, I, why, why would I have had any reason for them not to be, I suppose. Um, so maybe a combustible I, mix, but on the yeah. field should be pretty good. I suppose. I just noticed, you uh, you don't, I just, I was going to say, I just noticed uh, your shirt, pretty badass shirt. You're wearing oh, yeah. Bob. Check it out, dude. Uh, click the merch link, Snaps20, even though I think I have coffee stains on it from this morning. I had a day. <laughs> I was in bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic. I was still feeling pretty sick. I was, like, sweating, spill coffee in my lap, bump the car in front of me, like, looking down at the coffee. Uh -oh. Got to get out the car. Uh -oh. Sirens are blaring there's, like, an accident ahead. The sun wasn't even up yet. I felt like I was, like... I'm just pouring sweat, feeling miserable. Then I get to work. I'm about to start the show. I go to take a sip, and I pour coffee all down the front of my shirt. Just a freaking day, dude. Mm. Uh, but we're making it. We're making it. Um, all right. Last on the list. Um, so Deion Sanders is back in the news once again. As uh, Colorado is offered Dion the head coaching job, uh, Kevin O'Donnell is a local TV man from Tampa, your neck of the woods there, Aaron Murray. And Kevin tweeted that Deion Sanders has been telling recruits he will be at a school on Sunday. Decision appears to be down to Colorado, Cincinnati, and USF. Uh, look, you just saw I, I and, and, and potentially this is true, you know, you just saw it with Sokoloff, though. The TV reporters are always the one that love to run with these type of reports more so than the old school news and prints guys. So for whatever that is worth, uh, they're saying that Dion on Sunday, uh, Kevin O'Donnell is, is saying that he'll be choosing basically between Colorado, Cincinnati, and USF. Uh, for, for whatever this is worth, Kevin also tweeted, Kevin, all, I know, Kevin also tweeted, he's been told, quote, 
don't sleep on Jamie Chadwell and Liberty. So uh, that's the Liberty connection I was talking about earlier. Um, Kevin O'Donnell also saying that's potentially in the works, which I feel like Jamie Chadwell's way cooler in Liberty, but I don't know, whatever. Uh, they have more, they have more, think, re- they have more resources. That's, that's, that's the issue. Like talking with people at Coastal. No, yeah, no, no, he will get year. paid. No, yeah, like, yeah. will commit to paying. Uh, yeah. he, yes, he will pay players, pay his coaches. Yeah. Like, no, no, Jerry Fowell's not going to have any uh, problem committing resources. No. Um, I just, of all the jumps that I thought Jamie Chadwell was going to make and that I've championed for, I just really yeah. hope that Liberty isn't the spot that he lands in. Uh, I don't know, Aaron. Colorado, Cincinnati, and I'm USF. You. Like, why? Meh. Meh. Does he, like, does None he of want these to seem leave worth it. Jack? Does he? Yeah, exactly. Does he want to leave Jackson State that bad that he's willing to take any? Like to me, that's like a almost a little bit too desperate. Like, why did you take the job in the first place? You wanted to champion um, and, and get Jackson State and and those communities, and those schools, uh, a, a, to a different level, and you've done a great job. And I think he's obviously what they're doing at Jackson State this year has been tremendous. But I just think like. Why take a job at those schools when maybe you can wait a year or two, continue to to have the success you're having at Jackson State, continue to to drive home the, initi- the initiatives that you're working on, and then wait for a better job and in in a in a footprint that fits you more. Like Dion to Colorado, really? Dion to Cincinnati, USF. I know it's my hometown team, but ew, like what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> I know, no, <laughs> no, just just wait, well, Dion. A better job like, will come open in the next year or two. Don't. It's like it's funny that you zeroed in on USF because to me, too, I, I'm, I'm thinking about like the impact oh. that Dion is having at Jackson State and on HBCUs in general. And the fact that Jackson State hadn't played a game on ESPN since 1989 when he got there and now they've played multiple games on national TV. They even had college game day. We talked about the yeah. deals that he struck with Walmart to build new facilities. We talked about the publicity that he brought to the Jackson, Mississippi uh, water crisis. Like he's had, and, and I mean, it, look, other guys like Hugh Jackson and others joining the HBCU, uh, Travis Hunter getting big time recruits, like, like really having a positive impact beyond what you can normally do as a college football head coach and to give all that up to try to help South Florida win an AAC championship. That just tastes like shit. Uh, I, I really hope that that is not the future. Now I do want to be clear about this. I, I, I don't feel it's also fair for me to me to paint Dion into this corner of having to be like, well, look at what a positive impact you're having. Are you going to bail on that community? Because guess what? Dion's gone far more for that community than any of us ever have. Oh, yeah. But, 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 but I do just like no, outside looking in, I would still hope that he would, um, that when he did make that jump, it would be to a bigger and more prestigious and more kind of, worth it job and and so i guess like okay well the question is then aaron what do you think does he have to make a a a smaller jump before the large one right does he have to go to a colorado or i'm taking uc usf does he have to go to a colorado or a cincinnati um before he can get to a texas or oklahoma or do you think that one of the big boys would come calling um right out of Jackson state. 
I would think a, a big boy would come calling. I mean, like, look at Auburn, for example. Like, that was a rumor. Obviously, it didn't happen, and who knows how how genuine that really was. But, like, I think he could get a smaller group of five school that is still better situated to have success than, than the other schools that we're talking about right now. I, I just, to me, it feels like there was a lot of talk about Dion to Georgia Tech, Dion to Auburn, and neither happened. And maybe he was starting to get a little bit excited, like, hey, man, I'm about to take the next step in my career. Man, I'm about to leave. You know, like you said, like what I've done here is incredible. I don't think anyone can get mad at him for for leaving to move on and, and take that next step in his career as a head coach. So I, I want to put that out of the conversation. But I think for him, there was a level of excitement of taking that next step and moving on and having the opportunity to coach at a Power 5 school. And when that didn't happen, he kind of sat back and like, damn, that kind of stinks. Like I, I was really looking forward to that. Well, let me go see what else is out there. So I think it's him wanting to take a step forward and a little bit of impatience going on right now because of he kind of tasted it a little bit and it was rumored and the feelings were there. Um, but I just, to me, for him, I think if he if he did stay another year and more openings occurred next season and he continued to have success, he could jump into a better situation. Uh, but if I had to choose one of the three, I think Cincinnati's in a position to have more success. Cincinnati's about to go to the Big 12. Oh, I'm talking about okay, my bad, my bad. That was that was yeah. my that was my whole separating factor there was yeah. Colorado being power five. I forgot Cincinnati's about to be power five as well. They're about okay. to Cincinnati's okay. about yeah, to go, yeah. they're about to go big 12 without Texas yeah. and without Oklahoma. So huh. and they've already built a winning culture with Fickle there. I think he could jump in. There's talent on the roster already. To me, I would take Cincy over the other schools. Definitely USF. Like I USF is such a oddball in this whole conversation right now uh cincinnati colorado if, if there was an opportunity let's go to cincy yeah um i would okay i mean i you know i could think Can I, I jump could in here between, yeah yeah what you got Please. now that the you know these are the three options presented it looks like mike norvell is having success at florida state what do you think the ideal job that dion should wait for is like obviously these three are kind of meh if you let's, I mean, let's only do this as our one user words because we're, of course, we're out of time. Um, but what do you think the ideal Deion, Deion Sanders landing spot is? Hmm. I thought I thought Georgia Tech or, or Auburn would have been perfect. Not Auburn. You cannot sit here and say that you thought that Auburn would have been perfect for prime. I think the only was, thing that I works is the prime well prime to the plains sounds good. But besides that, dude, are you kidding me? The school? No. Go watch that Will Herring video vouching for Hugh Freeze and tell me that Deion Sanders would have fit at Auburn. I, I don't I don't know about that, bro. I don't I don't I don't know about that one. Shit. I if I was Deion, I'd get my ass down to Miami. Okay, Florida State, you want to stick with Mike Norvell? Well, I'm about to become a problem for you. Uh, put me in Miami. Get rid of Krista Fraud. You just, you can you just want anyone out. over Crystal Ball. You just want Crystal Ball like, no, out of coaching. No, you want him no, to like, no, go coach Pop no. Warner. That's, that's what you want. No, no yes. I was told to use my words, and as we're talking it out loud – uh, he would kill it in Miami. I was actually thinking about like other like big badass cities because Dion is prime time, and I feel like yeah. he needs like a prime stage to shine. 
And yeah, man, like tech in Atlanta, that kind That's of always feels like to there me. was a little bit there, but he feels like a way better fit to me, uh, holding it down in South beach. Yeah, that's like that. I think you. I think you hit it on the nail on the head there. T. Like, he's just this big personality that like none of the schools in that list to me fit that personality. Like Colorado, yeah. Cincinnati, and USF don't move the needle to me, and that is not who he is. Like, I just feel like he is prime time, and he deserves to be in the spotlight, and he deserves to be at a place that is a Miami-esque or being in Atlanta or being at a place like Auburn that is a, you know, always talked about and always has the drama. And he's, he is, he is made for TV person. You can't can't say Miami, Atlanta and Auburn, Alabama. No, but you can't, you can't throw Auburn in the news. Auburn is reality TV. Auburn is reality TV. (laughs) I mean, you could make a whole, you know, you know, uh, whatever it is on the NFL, they do the preseason show, whatever, uh, behind the scenes with like Yellowwood and Auburn and the boosters and the fans. And it would be great entertainment with, with him. Yo, you're talking about like Colorado, hard knocks. You could do yeah. like a whole hard knocks. Yeah. Hard knocks. Yeah. Colorado, bleh, Cincinnati, bleh, USF, bleh. Like they, they don't move the needle. Like they don't scream prime time. I want prime time to be in prime time. Brum, do you agree with my Miami take? Do you have a better school for Dion? I don't. I, I, I wish I did, but I real I think that I think those brands match up well. I mean, now that Florida State, you know, you, you're not getting any of no, the I real sexy, State. sexy jobs. Um, I I don't really have a good one unless you know Wayne took Oklahoma and he went to Ole Miss. That would also be fun for a lot of reasons. Oh, Dion. Okay, yeah, Dion. Dion sure replacing Wayne Kiffin would be fun. That's like that's the best uh, one I got, but <laughs> I don't have an obvious one. But we have to go because oh, Aaron has a radio show in three minutes. What for real? You do, Aaron? Oh, I didn't know for that. Real dude. for real? For real? For real? Um. Okay. Look. Uh. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh. Once again. Um. Everybody in the chat, D Weeze, B O M, Bart Tibbs, Dylan Meadows, Rob D, A Barge, B B, Derek Waller, Thomas Dare, all y'all, man, hanging out with us every single day. We love y'all so much. So happy to be back. I feel like I'm finally regaining my footing. Oh my God, I'm starting to feel good again, boys. Uh, but huge thank you to Aaron Murray, huge thank you to Ryan Brumley, Paul Farrington, Pat Gunter, Daniel Cardenas, all the wonderful people at the Volume Sports Network that make this show happen. Huge thank you to Uncle Colin right um for uh giving us some sweet baby gear for our new snaps babies huge thank you to FanDuel for for you know being the the money behind all this FanDuel sportsbook app promo code snaps FanDuel sportsbook app promo code snaps and again if you listen to the pod um please 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 Apple Spotify wherever uh please rate it review it share it with your friends super pumped it is Spotify wrapped season very excited next year to see how many of y'all have uh, snaps on your top five most listened to podcasts. In fact, I'm willing to promise some sort of prize next year to everyone who sends us a screenshot of snaps being in their top five podcasts. So uh, that had me kind of think. I love Spotify rap season. I really, truly do. And I love all of you and you, Aaron, and everybody else. We'll see you tomorrow for more snaps.
With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.